What's up everybody and welcome to episode 39 of Off The Record. As ever, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and to follow us on Instagram at offtherecord underscore UK, on Twitter and on Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. So my guest this week is the lovely Carrie Watt who hails from Scotland. She's performed um, the song Embrace which is her new single. At Millennium Stadium, opening for Coldplay, the song's been added to Radio 2's C-List, so it's an amazing tune, so you guys should all check it out. Here's our interview with Kerry. So it doesn't matter. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm okay. I actually think I'm getting the flu. Oh no, the, the singer's worst nightmare. Yeah, but um, I don't actually have any gigs for at least... A week or two, uh, two weeks. So. Okay, so you're counting that as a bit of a blessing in disguise, I imagine. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like, get the sickness out and then we'll sort it out. So yeah. I always start off like talking to people about like where they came from and kind of their background. So yeah. you grew up in Scot- Scotland, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So in Glasgow. What was sort of yeah. the scene like there, like music-wise? Like, what kind of stuff did you grow up listening to, I guess? Well, growing up, um, I really listened to a lot of what my parents were listening yeah. to, which was mostly uh, like disco. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. Definitely stuck in the seventies. Like so much disco. I can't. I'm trying to think. Like, is it like Groove Armada and stuff like that? Is that right? Am I completely um, just talking out my was Like, well, actually, a lot of Jackson. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, like stretching my memory, seventies and eighties sometimes just blur in my head into one with disco. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson was really like my big intro to music. We played so much Michael Jackson, and I really just um, got to learn about performing and music and dance through him. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of his uh, videos and stuff uh, growing up. So that was kind of the intro to music for me and that was actually what got me into performing was dance I really wanted to yeah. dance initially and so um I went to like every dance performing school in Glasgow and then I got introduced to like musical theatre and stuff like that yeah and it wasn't really till I came back to Glasgow as a 22 23 year old that I discovered what an amazing music scene Glasgow actually had yeah and that there's a lot of blues, folk, country here. It's really Glasgow. sad because I spent um, four years up in Scotland and I like never oh. even realised how much of like a scene Glasgow had. And I was like, yeah. oh, God damn it. Why did I miss out on so much? It's really... Um, yeah. It's funny how like until you get there and you like know what it's like, it actually does a very vibrant scene there. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of started, when I started writing songs, I would go out to um, open mics and just like little pubs and bars and not, you know, not even places where there were necessarily like promoted gigs, but Mm -hmm. just the people that were playing in the the pubs and stuff. And there's so much blues and country and there's this... um, there's this one place in town, Maggie Mays, that every yeah. Saturday would have this like kind of bluegrass country group cool. playing like a four-hour set, and it was amazing. And that is amazing because you spent. Am I right in thinking you spent a few years in California before you came back to Glasgow? Yeah, I uh, I went out there and studied uh, music and acting. 
as a high school student. Yeah. And that actually opened me up to a whole load of music that I didn't even know existed. I can imagine. Glasgow, like gospel, again, blues at that point, and and like proper American country. Yeah, Uh, because again, California, you just think sort of LA, but actually it's a lot more nuanced than just like the Hollywood glamour. It's it's funny how like you get this like perception of places and you don't realise actually the depth of music that is in half these places. And California is like such a huge um, place. Yeah, there's so many different cities and there's so many different little pockets of music scenes. and so, yeah, that really opened my eyes to all sorts of genres of music and what got me interested in singing more than dancing. Yeah, I can imagine that um, also it's just quite help- helpful at that sort of young, it's like quite a, a pivotal like, age in your music to have gone and discovered loads of things and then come back and be slightly more, I guess, open mind. I think one of the the most, like, mind-blowing things for me that I learned over there which now seems so simple and obvious <laughs> but at the time I'd never really done it and it was harmony and I, um, yeah. I joined a couple of vocal harmony groups and I just never sung like that yeah before and I just thought it was so amazing that you could the layers of voices and, then, and... Um, I moved back yeah it's just and um, so that really helped when I came to uh, recording my own music years later because uh, I tried to have like lots of harmonies present in my recordings and yeah. I can stack them up myself or, or get other singers in if I can. Yeah. Is that sometimes quite hard if you record it and you're kind of harmonising with yourself? Do you have to harmonise with the track of yourself over the top? Yes. That's kind of... That's kind of bizarre because I guess you always have this thing of like you layer up with other people live is it kind of a very weird experience doing it with your own track well I'm so used to it now but yeah I guess I yeah put on like sometimes do different versions of my voices so my voice can sound like very different throughout the day when I first wake up it's really deep and kind of husky so and by the end of the day when I've warmed up and I've eaten and drunk loads it can be really really high like, and yeah. clear and powerful so I do actually do that when I'm recording. Usually I'm staying wherever I'm recording uh, for yeah. like a week or two. So we will record things in the morning and think like things <laughs> all throughout the day. So my voice sounds slightly different. So It's like, Kerry, it's your morning voice. We need your morning voice now. Come on, come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and I can sound a bit more like a co- uh, choir or like a group <laughs> just layers of myself. That's so funny. And obviously you... Um, well, you spent time as an actor before you decided to do music, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of what, I guess, what made you made, make the transition from acting to music? Yeah. Well, I, I always knew growing up that I wanted to be a performer mm-hmm. and be on stage. And that took many different forms from, as I mentioned, dancing to um, being in these vocal harmony groups. Yeah. And then I, kind of started getting into acting when I lived in London for a while. And I think the the real like pivotal moment for me was when I was I was on a tour around the UK yeah. acting and I was like, I, I love performing but I think I also want to be the creator now. Yeah. Um I was kind of getting a little bit bored of doing the same 
the exact same show every night yeah. in the theatre where I was performing someone else's material. Yeah. Because there was only so much room for kind of playing around with the characters or Yeah, there's only so much before the director goes, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> that's yeah, not exactly. that's not the story. That's not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I had this idea that I wanted to create whatever I was performing. And again at this point I I didn't know what form that was gonna mm. take I was still I was dancing in this musical that I was in and I was like oh, is it choreography or I like try to write a, I write a show with a friend of mine we wrote a, a little mini musical and then it took like halfway through the, this tour that I was on someone um one of the other performers had a guitar with them on the tour and we just find ourselves with quite a bit of downtime yeah in the days and so I would like pick up this guitar and noodle around and ended up teaching myself to play and from there songwriting came really naturally and then it was like ah this is this is it like I'm gonna play and write my own songs did you have you ever written before is that the start and that's how you got into it no I've never written I played piano growing up so like playing an instrument wasn't new to me but songwriting was I can imagine it's quite, is it quite a daunting thing to start off doing in terms of like, I guess I know you over time you grow and your songwriting evolves and you feel, yeah. get more confident, but initially is it almost hard to like, just know where to start, I guess? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I had a lot of ideas and it was just trying to decide how I was going to get them out there yeah. and, and if I really could do this and if it was like a real career yeah at this stage I definitely didn't know anyone who was a songwriter I didn't know any artist didn't really know any other musicians but um the thing that really helped was uh after being on that tour I moved back from London to Glasgow yeah and just going out and doing these open mics where I would literally just go with myself go myself I wouldn't tell anyone I was going and then I played songs to these complete strangers and they seemed to really like them. So that, I think that gave me the initial confidence to then be like, okay, well, maybe I'll put some stuff online. Yeah. And then and that's then the next it. thing, isn't it? it once, you, once it goes online, it, I think that's also another daunting step because it's like people can actually discover you, who you know, and that sometimes can be harder than playing in front of a bunch of strangers. Oh, totally. That's always much harder. Yeah. Um, but that was really encouraging because friends and then friends of friends would start liking the page and liking the videos yeah. and um, then it, then I felt like yeah I can I can do this you get more, <laughs> a bit more traction and obviously then you've also um off the back of that then you released you the EP did you think that that would go as well as it did and then obviously you had a producer get involved and how did that all happen yeah, I didn't really have any expectations. Um, obviously had ambition, mm. but having never done anything in the music industry before or really knowing much about it, I really had no idea what would happen. Um, so I feel like everything has been very uh, gradual yeah. and sort of organic. And I was going to say organic is the word like springs to mind with your music because obviously it's just... It's just come and na- it seems natural, the process, rather than forced. Exactly. And I just kind of take each new, like, week, month, year as it comes, and it, it's just kind of snowballs. And getting involved with Rick McNamara, who became the producer on the more recent stuff that I've yeah. done, 
um, was definitely a, a, an important turning point in the music because he brought this new sound to it and kind of created a bit of an identity with me yeah. and opened me up to a whole load of opportunities with his band Embrace. Yeah, because I was going to, obviously, we talk about your um, new single, Never, which is amazing. How did you get involved, like, um, in deciding with Embrace to release, to A, become involved in that song, and then to release it on your own? Well, um, I've been working with Rick, the the producer who is also the guitarist of Embrace for, um, I don't know, maybe like a year at this point. And... He came to me in one session and said, I've got this song that we've written, that the band has written, but we're not planning on releasing it. So we just wanted to pitch it to a few artists, solo artists, and try get it out that way. So he was like, do you want to have a go at it? So I said, yeah, sure, play it to me. So all he played me really was this voice note of his brother Danny singing it just very very simple yeah and I was like that's awesome that's just like even it was completely a cappella, no music it was just like a little melody that he'd sung into his phone and then Rick was like well I've kind of recorded a version with my daughter Ella who I think was like 14 at the time but had yeah. a really amazing voice so and um, when I heard that I got a kind of a picture of what it could sound like yeah. as a female and then I was like, let's go for it. Let's record it while I'm here this week. Yeah. We were working on something else. And we recorded both songs. I think we were recording my song, The Wild. Yeah. Um, and we recorded Never as well. And then I was I was like starting to make plans for releasing Never. And it was going to be my next single after The Wild. Yeah. And then I got a call from Embrace to be like, we actually have decided we are going to release this song ourselves. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Oh, um, I want it. It's my baby yeah, now. <laughs> I'm really attached to the song. So but I was like, that's great. It's a great song. But then they were like, but we'd love you to do it on it and make it like Embrace featuring Kitty. So and you're like, so well, yes, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, because they have a much, much bigger reach um, than I do, having been around for 22 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I was like just absolutely honoured to be asked and so excited that the track was getting released and um, and then so you had then, experiences like playing at the Millennium Stadium which is sort of so I guess it's like the silver lining in terms of the oh, journey totally. the, there's such a like it's such a great way for this song to have come out and to have got to the stage you are at now because you had all these amazing experiences that absolutely. the song might not have had it's been so exciting uh, um, so, but yeah, my solo version was the first one that was recorded before the band version or the duet yeah. version, and then that the duet came out earlier this year, and and I honestly never thought that my my solo version would see the light of day, and then literally just like a couple of months ago, my brother texts me. He's a musician. He goes yeah. to a music college in Boston in the states. Cool. And he was like, I've just been playing some of my friends, some of your demos and stuff, because he's got all everything I've ever written. Oh, your, your brother's like pro- promoting you out there, like getting your yeah, little totally. fan base out in Boston. And he's like, why have you never released the solo version of Never? And I was like, I don't know. I just never really thought about it after we decided the duet was coming out. And he's like, well, you should. So <laughs> I... Brother knows best. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's been seven years younger than me, but he's very wise. And I just started thinking about it, and I spoke to my management about it, and we were like, that is such a good idea. Just continue the hype of the song, because Embrace have since released an orchestral version of the song. We've done like live acoustic versions of the songs. So we were like, let's just keep, yeah, keep pushing keep it. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And actually, I do want to talk... Yeah, talk to you about your song the world it's just such a beautiful song can you t- talk talk about the like the story behind that one as well yep um so that one was um written the day after i had my third date with my boyfriend who i've now been with for three and a half years but at the time it was very fresh and i yeah. was so excited and um it just felt like this really amazing adventure where I was like kind of afraid because I'd been hurt like quite a few times in the yeah. past and at the time I wasn't really looking to meet anyone else just kind of one of those things when you're not looking it happens yeah. and um, the song is about taking risks and being vulnerable and just diving in and like into the world into the unknown yeah. and so- every moment of it it must be really cool for you like having having written it like three days in obviously still with him like it's almost like having like a picture but like a very much more intimate and like view of yeah, your where you were at then like that's really cute absolutely a soundtrack to our relationship of lots of songs yeah. that i've written most which probably no one will ever hear yeah it's kind of like a diary but yeah just exactly. for you <laughs> and obviously the the video is just absolutely stunning that's the one you shot in Iceland. Um, how, like, what, what, what was the vision going in for that? Um, was it just following on the theme? Like, had you always wanted to shoot there? Well, I collaborate um, on all my music videos with my college friends, uh, Kane and his business partner, Mike. Yeah. And so it's, I, like, I've known Kane for, like, 12 years. And so working with him is so easy. I kind of come to him with this song and with a rough idea and say, obviously it's about the wild, you know, there's yeah. lots of references to water and travel and adventure. So that needs to be reflected in the video. And we started going through a number of different places where we should, where we could shoot. And initially we were thinking of more of a desert. Yeah. Um, but any, we, we had like a really tight budget and any, um, flights to the desert (laughs) I can imagine also it's the cost of transporting the equipment because you can't really just drive into the desert like exactly exactly so we were like okay let's take the desert I think it's no I I can't imagine it any I guess you can't imagine it any other way now you've seen it though but exactly but Iceland really that was on the table and then when we looked at the flights with Wow Air who are not great airline, but they got us all there. Yeah, for like thirty pounds return each, and there was four of us who went out. So we're like, yeah, that'll yeah, do. that'll do. And then that'll... we just hired a car, which ended up being in the video, and just went out there for three days and drove around finding all these amazing spots. So it was very spontaneous. We yeah. didn't really have much of an idea of exactly where we'd shoot once we went out there. That's kind of like the best sort of thing, isn't it? When it's just spontaneous and just inspiration just comes totally. and all yeah. that kind of thing. And Iceland is definitely a place you can be inspired and just... It's, yeah. You're not you're not sure of places to shoot. 
Absolutely. And so obviously off the back of all, all your songs and things, you've been, done a lot of touring with the likes of Ward Thomas and Star Sailor. Has there been any that particularly stood out to you? And do you think that you've like, have they all given you different, um, like different experiences, I guess? I don't know. What, yeah. Yeah, to- totally. Um, I've done, a lot of the tours I've been on have been vastly different. So yeah. the first big one I did was with the Overtones, and that was kind of like sit-down um, concert hall type yeah. crowds of 3,000. And they were really great because because they were like seated gigs in the theatre, the whole audience would come from the time it said on the ticket. And so, <laughs> you know, often as a support act, you don't always get a full crowd. Yeah. But that was the case with them. And that was where I got to try out a lot of my early songs and see what worked and what didn't. And uh, Long Way Home, I think, came out during that tour. So Uh um, that gave me a real audience to promote that first big single to. Mm -hmm. And then on tour with Star Sailor, it was probably one of my favorite gigs I've ever done in Amsterdam at the Paradiso. Um, I got to open for them and then James, the singer of Star Sailor, invited me on stage with them that night to sing um, their song Lullaby, which oh, is my amazing. favorite song of theirs. That's such so, a great song. Yeah, it was just a special moment. Was, yeah, it was. It was a real moment, and yeah. it was. They had sold out that show, and it was like the biggest European show I'd ever played. So that was really exciting. My, my favorite tour, I think, I've done of all of them in terms of the act that I'm touring with. They were much smaller venues, but yeah. my favorite act was. Um, David Ramirez earlier mm-hmm. this year who's an Austin based singer songwriter and he just keeps coming to the UK every year and getting bigger and bigger and um, more people coming to see him and he's just a, a really incredible emotional songwriter yeah. and performer and I just find it such a pleasure to be on the road with him and oh, learn amazing. from him every night because he because talking about austin you've you've actually spent quite a bit of time out there recently haven't you doing songwriting how would you like have the has the experience of being in austin writing in nashville been very different um yeah well in nashville i've mostly just been songwriting and in austin i went out there with all the songs already written and i was just recording So, um, but the the music scene is definitely, definitely different. Um, It's a lot more songwriters and more kind of like rootsy, bluesy America in Austin. And in Nashville, of course, you've got a bit of everything, but it is more country and pop driven, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel Um, like those, um, being out in both those places, do you think it's evolved your sound quite a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Going out and seeing the live acts and uh, and performing alongside um, American acts out in Nashville was really um, just taught me a lot about yeah. about performance and about song construction because I never really, as long as I've been writing songs, which I think has been about five or six years now, I've never really thought that there should be a structure or a process to it. Yeah. I just kind of write what comes into my head. Um, but obviously in Nashville there is a, a definite um, sort of formula for writing a yeah. song and that was interesting to learn because 
it obviously does work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, these people play, play, quite, play quite a lot, so there's something to it. <laughs> yeah definitely um and obviously you've got new material that's coming up what are your next plans and what can we sort of expect from any new music and things like that yeah well this debut album is now recording um, (laughs) exciting in austin it's very exciting i feel like it's been a long time i've kind of said every year oh i'm sure the debut album will be next year but (laughs) i'm glad it's taken for I think it's four it's four years this month since my yeah. first EP came out so I think I really needed that time to develop and evolve as an artist hundred percent and and then you get a record that you're you're truly happy with um, exactly. rather than maybe rushing in to get something out to be called your debut album and then of looking course. back in how many years time being like oh kind of wish I hadn't done that. I know, and I, I really think that could have happened if I had pushed something out in the past couple of years, which yeah. I, I was, you know, it's frustrating, like, I'm constantly on the road, so people are always, always asking me when something's <laughs> coming, um, but no, you're right, I'm, I'm glad that I've waited, and this new collection of songs actually are pretty much all brand new and mostly written by myself, because um, I've done a lot of co-writing the last couple of years, which was great, but... I find I was kind of losing sight of what I wanted to yeah. create as a solo artist. Um, so, yeah, this this new album is due out next year and I'm going to start uh, promoting the first single very soon. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, exciting <laughs> yeah. times. And then we uh, tour, I guess, off the back of that as well and all the, all the fun promotional stuff. Exactly, yeah. Fab. So all I've got left is just my final 10 questions, which is quicker ones. Um, white wine or whiskey? Uh, <laughs> neither. <laughs> no, of course you can. I don't really drink. That sounds good. Yeah, okay, there we go. No. I have lots of whiskey in the house because Dave, my boyfriend, loves whiskey. Let's say whiskey. <laughs> he can have whiskey. Um, record you couldn't live without if you're stuck on a desert island. Uh, Astral Weeks by Van Morrison. Ooh, I love that question because I always get some like uh, new music out of it to go in, like, like res- research. That's definitely one <laughs> Record you're playing on repeat at the moment. Ooh, um, Leon Bridges. Ooh, and a record that reminds you of home. Ooh, um, I guess Jackson 5 if you had all yeah, your disco. Pro- probably, well, probably Michael Jackson Bad. Oh, I love it. Um, do you have a dream concert venue? Yes, Red Rocks. Oh, I like yeah. I like the one people don't say the Bluebird. Oh, <laughs> that's too small. I yeah, that's true. Um, what uh, are you binge watching anything at the moment? Binge watching. Yeah. Um, if you have time, I always feel like you don't have time. Actually, too busy. I'm, I'm waiting for the next instalment of Arrested Development because that's Ooh. my favourite show. I'll have to give that a watch. Do you have a musical icon? Um, yeah, Cheryl Crow. Oh, that, that is, yes, Cheryl Crow, <laughs> full of wind. Um, do you have Beauty Essential? Hmm, um, yes. Um, Clinique have this hydration range and there's this moisturiser kind of balm thing that I just can't do with it. Or the moisturiser. Do what your mama told you. <laughs> <laughs> Arena or honky-tonk? Um, honky-tonk. Uh, yeah. I feel like you've got to say it if you're a true sort of 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Complete the sentence. Music is. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> Does it have to be one word? No, you can have many words. Um, music is. Oh my gosh. It's okay. like when you come out with this whole speech of like music, music is, is just constant. Uh, like an expression of self. Love. I love that. Country music is. Um, so much fun. <laughs> and Kerry, what is? Is gonna have some awesome new music out very soon i love that someone's teaching you well (laughs) great thank you so much chatting with me and um yeah just for let people they'll download your new album next year and yeah thank you so much no thank you for having me i'll see you on the road at some point i will make sure to catch you on the road have a great day and have a great weekend you too thanks Bye. bye Thank you so much to Kerry for that. And that will do for episode 39 of Off the Record. Make sure to tune in next week where we have gasoline and matches on the show. And we have a really amazing conversation with them. So make sure to check that out. Okay, and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as always to the podcast and to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Have a great week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>